Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey! Back at it again, back at it again. We're excited that you're joining us. Yes, we are. Yes, marriage is one of the most important relationships because it requires a lot of sacrifice, commitment, and dedication mm-hmm. in order to make it work. It's not a, it's not a joke thing, man. It's, it's a lot of work. It ain't a joke. We were actually talking about it today, just a few minutes ago. Yeah, getting ready about for this. how you know, at the end of the day, it if you're not a professional who has been educated and studied marriage don't be giving people advice if divorce hasn't knocked on your door yeah because it's a serious thing marriage is a serious thing and the worst i mean we were more talking about entrepreneurship that led to that conversation Right, 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 right. and to be open and honest divorce has knocked on our door and we're not experts but we're sharing what we've studied exactly we are or what we continue to study because we're, we're continuing continue to learn to, to make sure that we secure our marriage against exactly. that, that that outcome that we don't want from our from our own experiences yeah. as well as the professionals that we are learning from. Hundred percent. So marriage requires a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Leadership requires a lot of sacrifice. Whether you're frontline or top level leader, such as a CEO, president, absolutely, or a mid level leader. It's going to take a toll on you, and the consequences usually ripple out to your marriage and your family. Yeah, yeah. So we're here to help you, your married couples, navigate the world of leadership successfully without losing out on their relationship and their family. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, listen, at the end of the day, people are going to blame you for the outcome of your life. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to take responsibility for how your life ends. Absolutely. So you have to. Right? They're either going to praise you or blame you, so you're getting both. Yeah. So might as well just handle your business. Take care of your marriage. Take care of your family. Because that's what... That's your safe space. Right. When the, when the You can't stay at work your whole life. Eventually, <laughs> the building's going to close. The security's going to come in and say, hey, you know, get out of here. Bounce. Go home. Yeah. Or go somewhere else. You don't have to go home, <laughs> but get out of here. Right? Exactly. And you should be going home to your... Spouse and family and children and such. And such. So, in episode 15 and 16, we talked wait, wait, about... Wait, what's our topic, though? Oh, what do we about Let's get physical. Let's get physical. Physical, physical. Yeah, the importance right. of physical health. Physical so, yeah, health. Go ahead. Yeah, so in, in episode 15 and 16, we talked about mental health and mental illnesses. And we stated a few things. True. Your marriage is supposed to be your safest relationship where you can recognize abnormal behavior and be able and willing to address it. Right, right, but you know, not call it out aggressively though, but address it in a nurturing and loving manner. Right. Right. So what is true is that too often though spouses destroy each other, right? Yeah. They are always competing or avoiding each other. They are always keeping score to hit the jackpot in divorce court. Yeah. 
when you should be listening to what your spouse is noticing about your behavior, your conversations, your reactions, what you're always talking about. Yeah. You're coming home complaining about work every day and complaining about certain relationships. Yes, complaining is not the proper way to communicate, but communication becomes a struggle when we are in pain. Yeah, it's like pulling up on a scene of a of an accident, mm-hmm. right? And you kind of shout into the car, "Hey, are you hurt?" Mm-hmm. What you're really looking for is whether or not the people, the person who's in the accident, is able to respond to your questions. Mm-hmm. Where are you hurt? Mm-hmm. And then you start looking for signs. Are they immobile? Are they losing consciousness? Mm. Right, so if they're in and out of consciousness, then you know that they might be suffering some type of blood loss or some type of severe damage. Right, and that's the same idea in your marriage. Like your marriage is supposed to be your safest relationship, so that you can help each other by noticing those type of things. Yeah, right? yeah. So and, and if you can't help each other, if you can't help the person in the accident, well, the first thing you should do is call the first responders. Right. So in the same case, if you feel like you can't help your spouse, be the conduit to help get them help so find them help right 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 right. so if your marriage is safe then you have a spouse who will help you seek help when there are mental health issues but what about physical health well physical health and mental health are actually very similar they share a lot of common attributes okay there is a global effort to address mental health it doesn't get as much clout as physical health, though. Yeah, yeah. And one could argue that physical health is more important because you could be dead mentally, but still be somewhat accessible. So, you mean like people see you walking around and stuff? Well, when you are dead physically, you're either buried in the ground, yeah, buried at sea, or turned to ashes, right? True. Okay. Okay, I see what you mean. So, like, at least when some, if somebody's physically dead, you can actually see them. Yes. Like, you have access to them. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I got you. Now, that might sound harsh or morbid, but you're mentally dead. You're either locked away in a room or you're wandering the streets. Yeah. But one could also argue that seeing someone mentally dead is just as painful as seeing someone physically dead. Because while you can see them, you don't really have access to that. Yeah, because you can't really interact and engage and like make decisions mm-hmm. and plan. And, right. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Now, however, you can extend the argument to point out the fact that when someone has mental issues, there is a possibility that, that, that they can be treated whereas someone who is physically dead, they won't ever come back. Yeah. And you will never see them again. Now that we've creeped everyone out. You're creeped out by that? <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like to think about death. Yeah, it's enough. Of course, know. right? Yep, yep. So let's look at four questions we're going to answer. Okay. The first one is, why is it important to take care of your physical health? Yeah. Okay. The second one is, who are the winners and losers of your poor health? Yep. Okay. The third one how does taking care of your health maximize your marriage relationship? Yeah. Okay, the fourth one, what can you do to promote good physical health in your marriage? Yes, yeah, so... What's the first one, Boo? Well, there's only one you. 
So why is it important to take care of your physical health? Mm-hmm. There's only one you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine you have a vision for the world. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just yourself. You know, you have a vision for the world. That's really only possible if you exist in that vision. Like you own that vision, you work towards that vision. Mm-hmm. You know, your goals are only really going to be accomplished by you. And when you end, they usually end unless you're able to put things in place so that your vision lives on. Mm-hmm. there's only one you there's other people that have made their contributions to the world but even in your marriage there's mm-hmm. only one you that's going to be able to contribute to that marriage mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so because there's only one you when you pass that relationship with you ends yeah so you want to make that last as long as possible mm-hmm. i mean there's things that you can't control right like mm-hmm. walk, walking out into the street and getting run over you can't really control that yeah but eating right, all mm-hmm. those other things that we're going to get into about taking care of physical health, you can control those things. Right. Because there's only one you. Right. 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 Well, the other thing is that physical health treatment can be costly. Yes, it can. Okay. When you have physical ailments, it could actually prevent you from working, mm-hmm. prevent you from earning an income. Mm-hmm. Plus, taking care of your body, you know, treatments cost money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, special treatments cost more money. And you know they what? take up time. I'm going to say this. It might even hinder you from getting promotions, from See? getting certain jobs, from, from moving from company to company. Yeah, yeah. Because if you have a, a physical disorder that is going to be very costly, you might actually have, I mean, yes, people legally... Companies are not allowed to not hire somebody that is qualified for a certain position. Based on? Based on any, because now that's discrimination. Yeah. But your physical health is a huge attribute. Why? Because of the fact that if you are a risk to the company, and now you're going to have to be on disability. Yeah. Right? Now they have to cover your role, your position. Didn't we see something about this in... I'm pretty sure I thought I saw something in, in the news about this or a documentary or something. Possibly. Where somebody was trying to get a job and because the insurance was going to cost too much, they, yeah, they wouldn't yeah, hire yeah. them. I and, think, uh, yeah, I think it was some... Yeah, I think we did see something on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not saying it right, but it, it's not, there's something... Else. You're right. Right. Now, it, we're still humans. Yeah. We're still... People are still humans and we're not supposed to discriminate and we're... However, we will try and find a way. People will find a way or a reason to not hire you because of your physical health. Yes, 100%. Sorry to jump in there. That's cool. Carry on. Well, so, so it can be costly. The next thing, though, is that um, physical health issues are tied to mental health issues. And they kind of work back and forth. I, I read a study uh, this week by Julius Ornberger, Eleanor Fisher, and Matt Sutton. And this study was published in 2017, and it talks about the relationship between physical health and mental health. Mm-hmm. And there's four takeaways that I got from the, the report or the study. The first one is your physical health can reduce job performance. And you just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Which could lead to job loss or turnover mm. or job satisfaction. Right. Right. The second one is mental health health issues limits your ability to access correct information which could in turn affect your physical health. Mm. So your mental health deficiencies actually prevents you from getting the right information. And because you don't have the right information, 
that now t- in turn affects your physical health. Mm-hmm. And then the third point was that the two together impact the lifestyle you choose. Mm. Several studies have found that physical activity is negatively correlated with depression mm. and anxiety disorders and positive physical health outcomes. Mm. Okay? And then the, f- the other point we have to this is that physical health issues can limit intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be honest. Getting physical with your spouse does require some physical capabilities. Of course. You, know, I mean, you might need to get gymnastical. <laughs> so go to your yoga classes, right? ladies. You might, you might need to get some yoga-esque. You know, just, just to even push on that. I know we're well, going to talk about it yeah, a little bit later. But yeah, yeah. just to even push on that. For, push on that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> For women that have been pregnant, it, it's it's such a relief to go from being intimate with your your husband um, after pregnancy when you've reached eight nine months where you can hardly breathe sometimes. Yeah. Right. So imagine if that was your state on a regular basis on a daily basis. You throw <laughs> you just throw your legs. And you can't breathe. Are you really gonna be intimate with your partner? No, but we'll. Yeah, you'll just pretend you're you're fast asleep when he shows up. <laughs> but we'll get into that a little bit later. So our next question then is: Who are the winners and losers of your poor health? Well, you, your spouse, your family, and your closest friends are the obvious losers. Yes. When you are not around, these people will know. When you become ill, they are the ones who are going to shoulder that burden. When you leave a job for whatever reason, you will be replaced. When you stop coaching your daughter's field hockey team, you will be replaced. You are replaceable in a lot of circumstances, which is painful. But you are irreplaceable in your family. Yeah, and then the other side of it is that, you know, economists will argue that more sick sick people burden the economy, mm-hmm. which is true, right? You know, more more and more people lining up for heart surgery makes it difficult on the healthcare system. Absolutely. I mean, I used to be in healthcare, yeah. and when those rooms were filled, I couldn't get a break. Yeah. My 12-hour shift, even at night, I was running around. Right, right, right. Right? So, of course, now, even to go further, at that point, it becomes a lot difficult. They have to... Really and truly, it does affect the economy. Yeah. And you're, you are missing out on, on opportunities for the generation following. Whether it's your children, or if you don't have children, the next generation... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as the winners go, then it's, you know, people that don't like you. Of course. <laughs> your enemies. Yeah, your enemies, wherever they are. They don't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, who cares? And then the people uh, that are obviously going to help you if you pay them, you know, like the pharmaceutical companies. You know, mm. they like when you're, you pay for their drugs and whatever. When you're in need of them, yeah. right? But the most importantly, it's the losers, when you don't take care of yourself, it's the burden that you put on your family. Yeah. Your spouse, your children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your, 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 again, your close family members. So you want to mi- mi- minimize that. Right. Okay. Now, the next question is, how does taking care of your health maximize your 
marriage relationship. So we're going to talk about sex. Oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Can we, I don't think we can let's sing that. Let's talk about you. Copyright. Oh, Gary. You no, know, I think as long as we're not, not playing it, not. we have to pay TLC. Is it TLC <laughs> or South and Pepper royalty for oh, singing their song? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Carry how on. does taking care of your health maximize your marriage relationship? Well, it sets the stage for better intimacy. Mm-hmm. So intimacy uh, operates on three levels, the physical, the mm-hmm. psychological, and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but when there are debilitating physical illnesses, then it, you know, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, imagine if I was paralyzed. From the waist down. Oh, that would not be fun for me. Yeah, we'd have to figure some other stuff out. Yeah, that would be a lot of bok. I'm so- <laughs> okay, I don't, what? <laughs> I don't know. What were you? Were you not, I was, I was tell me what you were going to say after. There was going to be a lot of box opening. Opening the box. Of course, there are workarounds. <laughs> which is what she's probably hinting at. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, remember, so intimacy happens on so many levels, like being able to travel, you connect on that level. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to try something new, being adventurous. Those are ways you connect intimately. So Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, if you're physically disabled or you have, you know, health issues and whatever the case is, it could really minimize the, the gamut of the experience you could have together Mm -hmm. as spouses. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing though. Um, better intimacy leads to better sex. Mm-hmm. So I stumbled across an article on Web WebMD, and it's an online web source for health information written by, and the article is written by Kara Meyer Robinson, and she talked about some health benefits of sex. Okay. So you, you have to be physical. Like, sex is a physical thing. Of course. Like you could work out your abs during sex. You could, like, course. have a stretching session you know, during so, sex. Sometimes sweating hard. You know, like, when you're done, you're like, and then, yeah. <laughs> well, here's, 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 here's some benefits. It helps your immune system. That's good. But it's, that's only a part of it, though. You can't just have sex and you're going to be healthy. You still no. got to eat right. Yeah. You know, you, you got to get enough rest. You got to yeah. exercise. So it's part of the, the equation. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to do it more. Mm-hmm. So it increases your libido. Mm-hmm. Your libido. Libido. Mm-hmm. Okay. It improves women's bladder control. Yeah. You can speak to this? If you had four kids, like... What, having sex and getting... <laughs> 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 so This time right we're driving, like, Gary, I gotta use the washroom. Oh, my like, goodness. Are we stopping soon? Yeah, you know, Kegel exercises. You mean the... <laughs> Kegel, just leave it at Kegel exercises. The female exercises? The, the inner Kegel, thigh exercises? The, no, the Kegel exercises. Oh, honey. Okay, you know, yeah, you know right, what I'm I'll talking go look about it up there. I'll Google it after. <laughs> so it improves women's bladder control. It lowers mm-hmm. blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. It counts as exercise. Does it really? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. And, you know, like, I mean, think about it. Some positions you might be squatting. That's true. You might be planking. Tri- tricep. Yeah. Work, yeah. Tri- tricep. You might get a serious ab workout tricep depending on what you do. Yeah, my triceps are working hard. But I think it counts as exercise, you know, if it, like, is, like you should be able to get a sweat out of it. Y- you could, yes. Not like 30 seconds. Like, that's not anything. <laughs> that's, that's not sweating. That's not know? an exercise. You're not sweating if it's 30 Yeah, you can seconds. hold your breath for 30 seconds. 
if you're not and you hold your breath for 30 seconds and what you think you've exercised no so no you know it's got to go a bit longer it's true that. you know you 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 i'm i'm not a i'm not 100 pounds i'm not 50 pounds so 50 how'd you be 50 pounds well no off? but you you know what i mean that's well, why your biceps are so massive I'm not lightweight. (laughs) Well, it's all good. We get in the workout. You know, your bladder's under control. Your blood pressure's lower. Okay. We're helping our immune system, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Lowers the risk of heart attack by balancing testosterone and estrogen levels. Mm. And again, it raises your heart rate. Mm -hmm. Here's another interesting one. Orgasm. Orgasm. Okay. What? Am I thinking organism? <laughs> You're being really silly. Orgasm. Orgasm. There you go. Orgasm can block pain. Mm-hmm. It releases a hormone that increases your pain threshold. So you can take a real beating when you're... <laughs> oh, you're going in, eh? <laughs> you can take a... You can, you, you can handle a... What, what do they call it? Donkey punch? Is that, is that what they yeah, I don't even, I don't even know what that is. It was some dude at work. Some dude at some dude at work that didn't have a girl that was talking about donkey donkey punch. I don't even know what a donkey punch is. Okay. Uh okay, helps ward off prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. Because I'm I'm what, I'm thirty six in a in, in a short while. Yeah. And I'm getting into that window where I yeah. need to be checked very often to make sure that my prostate doesn't fall out of my... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could help ward off prostate cancer mm-hmm. by having lots of sex. Well, come home. <laughs> Finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> Gets you to bed faster. Ain't that the truth? Yep. It, it releases a hormone called prolactin, and I've been... Re- talking about prolactin all week yeah i know it's like a new word, <laughs> a new word <laughs> called prolactin right because it, it, when it's released it causes you to become relaxed and sleepy so it sends you straight to bed absolutely and then of course it raises your self-esteem and happiness when you get close to your spouse absolutely so those are the benefits of sex so when you're physically capable it has the potential to lead to better intimacy. And there's lots of benefits to being intimate. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the next question, what can you do to promote good health in your marriage? So you're the, you're the nurse. Well, know your family history. Yep. If some illness runs in your family, there is a big chance that it could affect you in some way, yeah, like shape know, or form, yeah, right? Yeah, what our issues are. Yeah, yeah, I think every single one of my of my husband's uh, siblings had a brush with diabetes. No, not my siblings. Sorry, your my, my, father. Yeah, yeah, my my dad's sibling. Yeah, yeah. Right, had some sort of touch of diabetes. Yeah, I think every one of them, to be honest. Right, some knew it and some didn't. I believe that my father-in-law's mother had some complications that included diabetes. You know her. I didn't know her, told, but I'm going off yeah, yeah. of what you're yeah, saying. That's true, that's true. Having a history of one thing can lead to another. Diabetes can lead to heart disease or a stroke. Actually, majority of people that have diabetes don't necessarily die from diabetes, but they die from a heart disease of some sort. Yeah, yeah, that's right? true. Right? They die also from 
some brain or heart condition, yeah. mainly. Like, what, like dementia? Like Alzheimer's, dementia, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, which pretty much kills the brain. Yeah. Right? So my father-in-law lived for many years with the disease, and even though it has really impacted him physically, he's still quite a sharp man. Yeah, he's, I mean, he remembers phone numbers for Dallas in Jamaica. I'm, I mean, do you remember phone numbers? No. I think I remember your number and a couple. That's about it. I, I don't even know your work my, number off. I don't heart. know my work number. <laughs> my I work number is my cell phone number. number. Absolutely. Yeah. But right? it's important to really know, though. Exactly. That, know your family yeah, history. Know, your family history, know yeah. what your family struggles from and pay very close attention to it. Yeah. So, for example, if you're like we said, if your family is struggling or has struggled from diabetes, don't be don't don't have a chocolate cake every night. Of course, treat yourself. But I like chocolate cake. I know you do. Sheesh. But control. Why right? is it that what did Kanye say? Why everything that's supposed to be bad <laughs> makes you feel so good? It's like I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just how life is. Kanye. Right? Yeah. The next is get regular checkups. Go see your doctor at least once a year. My mother-in-law used to always say, pre- "Say prevent is better than cure." Oh, you're learning a lot from <laughs> your parents. Yeah, cause them chat. <laughs> say them chat means like they talk too much. Oh, okay. So I'm using they the. I'm gossip. Using the t- them oh, chat sorry. Means they okay, gossip. I don't know. The what she means is that they share with her. They share. They share, and they are my parents as well. Okay, don't take anything for granted. Okay, if you are having unusual growth, strange pain, you're all of a sudden finding it difficult to do routine things, then seek medical advice right away. The good thing about the body is that is that when something is off, it will send some sort of signal. Okay, so listen to your body. That's extremely important. The next thing I'm going to say is get advice on eating healthy, especially if you're not sure. There is lots and lots of literature on eating healthy. Babies are born ready to eat. First they cry, then the next thing they must be fed. And if they don't and if they don't feed well, we get worried. Yep. Because they need n- nourishment to grow physically and mentally. True that. Maybe see a dietitian on what to eat. It's like when our when our kids were born, like the first thing they had to get them to do was to latch on. Mm-hmm. And once they had that first feed, okay, they're latching on, now we know that they're able to feed. Mm-hmm. If they don't latch on, we got to figure out the bottle thing. Right. eating is so important. They it get all important. that nutri- nutrients and nourishment that they need from the breast milk and whatever. Right. And if you don't start eating, you start dying. You start and, degenerating. So. And, uh, and our culture has cultivated eating as a pleasurable thing. Yeah. But we need to be attentive on how to eat. Properly. Well, that's the next point. Eat wisely. Mm-hmm. Because eating is a big part of our life and livelihood. How many times do we socialize and we don't eat? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, a barbecue without food is just a cue. <laughs> Where the cue stands for question. <laughs> As in, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> that's some bad writing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In Jamaica, when, when somebody dies... Mm. And their burial comes around. You know, it's the responsibility of the family to pretty much feed the entire neighborhood. 
Oh, yeah? It's ridiculous. Night-night? Uh, yes. <laughs> Starts with night-night. Night-night is when you give them a, you know, you provide alcohol. I've never been to night-night. Night-night's kind of nuts, man. They have a the live way. band. A live band? Yeah, a live band. What's Anything? the purpose of that? To get people hype, because tomorrow the person's going in the hole, in the ground, you know? So, night-night's an all-night thing. Okay, so you just celebrate you that. Se- yeah, exactly. Or okay. celebrate knowing that tomorrow you're going to be really devastated. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So, but the day of the funeral, you got to provide this massive, you have to provide so much food. And if you're if you're poor, mm. you still have to find a way to feed everybody. And people just show up. Right. And people just show up. Because they know up. they're going to eat. And it's not like here in Canada where it's, you know, sandwiches and sour grapes and like sour pineapple. Veggies and, veggies and dip. Costco cookies and all that <laughs> stuff. And some sour orange juice and oh, like gosh. stuff that you wouldn't buy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want ripe fruit, right? Everything's just sour. But in Jamaica, man, you got to go all out. You got to go But I get food. the point is like maybe minimize your social events because every time you socialize, you're going to eat. Oh, that's the birthday. Hard part. When you get together for your birthday, you're going to eat. You're going to drink. Get together for the football game, you're going to eat. You're going to drink. You know, you go hang out, you invite people over, you got to have food. Mm. So you got to learn how to eat wisely. Before yeah. You know, especially, you know, think about like Christmas time, summertime, barbecues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those are very, very hard. And attached to eating wisely is spending wisely. Yeah. Because sadly in our society, especially North America, we're so in debt. Right? We're so mm-hmm. indebted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people out there that would rather drive a nice car than eat healthy. Yeah. Or live in a massive So life. they're going to do... Mm. To drive a nice car, there's nothing wrong with driving a nice car. It's all your preference. Of course. But you got to maintain it. Yeah. But your vehicle kind of, re- your body kind of requires the same maintenance. Yeah. You're not going to put the cheap oil or the cheap gasoline in your luxurious car. Mm-hmm. So why put, you know, food that's salted that you find in the, in the, in the, the hardware store? Right. Like we go to the hardware store and there's food. Like, wait a minute, I just came for a hammer. Uh, I don't it's need. True, eh? I don't need food, which it's is just fish true. sticks and all that stuff that's you know frozen and not good for you. Yeah, all those preservatives. The thing is, though, whenever it comes to eating, we pay our bills first, yeah, and then we buy food. Right. It should be the other way around. Buy food and then pay your bills. And then. Pay well, you have to pay your bills, so therefore, make sure you spend wisely, mm-hmm. so that you're not risking the quality food. And we've really turned the corner on that and putting a lot of emphasis making sure that we're eating good, proper, healthy food, not, you know, going in the store just to save money on food. Yeah. Save money on other stuff. Absolutely. But eat good quality food. We have kids that we're raising and they need to be sharp and energetic at school. Well, of course. Because, I mean, you work so hard and you want to enjoy Mm -hmm. whatever blessings that come your way but if your health is not there for you to truly enjoy it yeah what's the purpose absolutely that's exactly the point the next one is understand how your body works Mm -hmm. you know exercise is important but you don't have to run a marathon or compete in bodybuilding yeah these are great goals they're great things if you could do it great but if you can't run 26 plus miles you know, it's it doesn't mean, or if you can, it doesn't mean that you're. It's not a symbol of strength. Mm-hmm. The question is, can you recover after running those twenty six mm-hmm. miles? You know, one of one of the things that 
I've came to learn or had to accept really and truly was after having four children, my body has changed. Of course, I've gained some weight. Yeah, some of it I'm going to admit. It was my own uh, leisurely way of saying, eh, this is my time to just be free and do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I would just easily bounce back. Clearly, I didn't, Mm. which is fine. Thankfully, I have a good husband who really could care less. However, I just I'm, want you around me a lot. <laughs> However, I had to get over the fact that, you know what, Juliana, you are not a soccer player like you used to be. You can't run as fast as you used to. Mm-hmm. So I had to address that marathon or I had to adjust that marathon that running 5K on a daily basis can't do that no more. However... Go yeah, swimming. I never wanted to do that. Go, I know. That yeah, that really wasn't really your sucks. thing. But that was my thing. So adjust to yeah. keep your health there, right? So I've taken to swimming. Yeah. I we, can swim laps, and I can swim quite a few laps. I can't swim, by the way. Even within half an hour, you know, or one hour. So adjust why to keep your health up there. Well, I mean, even me, I go to the gym, but... At one point, I used to go to the gym to bulk up, but now I just go to the gym to just to loosen up, mm-hmm. get my joints moving, get my blood flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm get spending heart more. Rate up. Yeah, get my heart rate up. Mm-hmm. Um, before I play basketball, I sit in the sauna, mm-hmm. you know, and get my body loose. I stretch. Mm-hmm. So now I notice, like when I go run, I don't have those back pains anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of I'm learning my body now at this, and I put on I put on a bunch of pounds mm-hmm. that I'm not really excited about. Can't jump. Um, <laughs> no, you can jump. Yeah, I can, but it's not. But I, not I don't feel as limp. I don't feel as nimble. That you know. You used yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. But the bottom line is, like, know your body and don't overextend yourself. Yeah. Just work to get your body right, functioning well. Get your butt. You know, going. even professional athletes. I listen to some of these guys talk. Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant. They're like. Once you get to the point where the recovery time after a game is so long, you're like, man, do I really want to do this every day? Because mm. when you're 22, you know, you could you just bounce all over the place. When you're 35, you've been doing this for the last 10, 15 years. Right. Your body takes a toll. Absolutely. You know, so you really have to know how your body works and just work to keep your body loose, keep your body stretched, keep uh-huh. your body nimble. And that helps keep your mind loose as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then that leads to our last point, which is to find ways to relax. Yes. I'm now a big fan of the sauna, the spas. I love that stuff. Yep. I wasn't a big fan before, but now it's my favorite. Which is great for me because now I have a, a buddy to go yeah, with. Yeah, I love it. I just love going there and, you know, sitting, sweating. Yep. Getting your body loose. I just Absolutely. like the idea like it being loose. And so the thing is, though, this is a perfect example of where collaboration is so critical and important. Because for this is going to work, yeah. me and you, I'm talking about me and you, right. we're going to have to collaborate. We're going to have to work together. Yeah. There's times I come here like, yeah, I'm going to the gym to go swim. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I-, I got this. Or, you know, well, when we take the kids to swimming lessons, you run off to do your laps. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to sit and wait for them to finish their lessons. But that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Because yeah. we can't compete we can't really compromise long term when it comes to this stuff when Mm -hmm. it comes to health we have to work together deliberately and diligently to make sure that we are in the right position to you know to be healthy right 
Absolutely. So physical health is important. And yeah. when you're gone, you're gone. Even so, before you're gone, poor physical health can really put a damper on your relationship. So take care of your bodies so that you can take care of your mind and your spirit. Yes, because you guys work really hard. Yes. You work really hard as leaders within your companies, within the businesses that you're running. Yep. And your physical health is extremely important because you've been blessed. Yep. You've been blessed. There's no point in having those blessings. And you cannot enjoy them as long as possible. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you again for hanging out with us. We love, love, love spending time with you. All right? And we want you to always remember that you are a successful successful leader. leader And and your marriage marriage and family family can can be successful, successful too. too. So let's get physical now. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>